Hi, I'm Carla Wainwright. And I'm Little Leah. And welcome to the Radical Sex Witches podcast, where we explore the themes of sexuality, feminism, consciousness, love, healing, ritual, magic, and all things witchy and wonderful. Hey, you sex pots. I'm Little Leah, and with me, as always, is Carla Wainwright, and you are tuning in to another episode of the Radical Sex Witches. Carla, I'm pretty excited to talk about today. Oh, Leah, me too. (laughs) If you can't tell by our sarcasm and fake porn sounds, we're talking about orgasms. Fake, real. You name it. Things you've never fucking heard of. You know, the usual when you come to our podcast. (laughs) That's right. We always hope to surprise you in some way. (laughs) In some way. Yeah, we usually get a text or a comment somewhere saying, I didn't know that. Orgasms can give you power, freedom, courage, bliss, all the most amazing things. And obviously... (laughs) Our resident orgasm expert, Carla, is going to get right in there to tell us more about him. <laughs> that, I'm going to take that handle. I want to be an orgasm expert. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> That's going to put that on my business card. I was going to say, I'll make you a business card with that on there. <laughs> yeah, what a way to start a conversation with people. But yeah, <laughs> orgasm expert. Okay, well, as an orgasm expert, I'm going to start by... Uh, putting a plug in there for the need to redefine orgasm. Like what exactly is it? Because most of us think of an orgasm as like, you know, the culmination of intense genital pleasure, like the muscles start to pulsate. We have this like amazing feeling of euphoria, energy like woo rises and then falls. And, you know, we're all, or most of us are really familiar with that. And the thing, though, is that this is really based on a stereotypical male ejaculation model, right? So everything I just described to you is like gets really intense, big explosion, one and done. Not much after that. Yeah. But there's so much more to orgasm uh, than this, and especially for women, um, that orgasms don't really fit neatly into this box. And so... no. I think that redefining orgasm can actually be really, really powerful because it suddenly expands our capacity to experience more orgasm in our lives. So there, um, one of my teachers, Layla Martin, has three criteria for orgasm. And I really love how she explains this because it, to me, it really, it, it really feels right for me. So the first component to having an orgasm is experiencing pleasure. Right. Mm-hmm. So pleasure in whatever form you can have pleasure through your emotions, you can have pleasure through physical experience, whatever kind of pleasure uh, you're connected with at that moment, that fits the first criteria. The second uh, criteria for orgasm is that there's some kind of movement of energy. So you might feel like different kinds of energy pulsations in your body. You might have that big pulsation, but it might be much more subtle than that. So some kind of movement of energy in the body. And then the third piece is what she calls a shift in consciousness, that something changes. Like you are not in an ordinary state of reality where, you know, you'd be able to have a conversation like we're having, like you just kind of move into this different place within your mind, within your awareness that takes you out of the norm. So if you have pleasure, movement of energy and shift in consciousness, we bring those three things together, like Layla says, 
then we fit all the criteria for an orgasm. And what's exciting about that is suddenly we expand what orgasm can mean uh, for so many people. So if we go with this expanded definition, how many kinds of orgasms can we have? Give me all of them. Maybe. Well, I think it's unlimited, but I thought we could go through a few of them. Uh, okay. Some of them will be pretty familiar and some of them might be new. So we'll start with the, the one that most of us are really familiar with, which is, of course, the clitoral orgasm. Yep. It's the primary way that women get off. And, uh, you know, there's those 8,000 nerve endings in the clitoris. It is the only organ in a human body that is solely devoted to pleasure, which is like fucking yep. amazing. Yep. The gods gave up after they made us. So, yeah. So clitoral orgasm, uh, pretty common for, uh, for most women. Another kind of orgasm we can have is a nipple orgasm. And I'm going to talk about uh, nipple orgasms a little bit later in a bit more detail. But um, yeah, some women can have an orgasmic experience just from having their nipples stimulated. What about dudes? Yeah, I think All so. Right. Maybe not in the traditional sense, like they might not lead to ejaculation. Uh, but if we go never. with this new definition of orgasm, pleasure, movement of energy, expansion or shift in consciousness, totally. All right. So, a vaginal orgasm. So this would be kind of like the encompassing of the whole vagina, uh, less common for a lot of women, but absolutely possible. And then within the vagina, of course, we have, and uh, if we remember the episode, uh, sexual amnesia, I talked about the C-spot, so cervical orgasms of that kind of deep pressure, causing a certain kind of orgasm. And then of course, the G-spot orgasm, lower down, that can often lead to a squirting orgasm. The GAC, you guys, bring back the GAC. <laughs> yep. And uh, anal orgasm, that's actually a, a pretty common way for many people to uh, to come, is to have an anal orgasm, men Ouch. and women. Yeah. No. And then, of course, we can have like combo organ orgasms. We can have a multiple orgasm. And so a multiple orgasm is um, where we have like this orgasmic experience. And then there's a refractory period where, you know, things kind of settle down and then you can have another big orgasmic experience and on and on and on. And the amazing thing for <clears throat> women is that our refractory period doesn't have to be very long. And it's really unlimited in terms of the number of orgasms that we could potentially have. So that's pretty exciting. Yep. That's pretty amazing. It is. and then. We also have full body orgasms, which oh is not the same as multiple orgasms, like a full body orgasm, which might be continuous is like this, like rolling orgasm that just doesn't even have like a valley. It's like the peak moves into another peak, moves into another peak, moves into another peak. And it's like this big, huge embodied experience. Pretty fun. Have you ever had one? I've had a couple. They're pretty amazing. What? Oh my God. I want details, but that's probably going to be really gross for some people. But um, <laughs> I bow down to you, Carla. And I see on the Thank next on the list here, a skin orgasm. What the fuck? Where can I touch myself? Like, let's go. <laughs> no one can see that I'm rubbing my, my fucking regular skin right now. <laughs> so a skin orgasm is really, you know, um, you know, when you have, when you listen to music and you have that kind of like, it's like called a, a frisson in French. It's like you're, you get those shimmers in your skin when something really 
touches you or you hear something right. um, that feels really evocative, that in, in a sense is like an orgasm, right? Because it's pleasurable. It has, uh, there's a movement of energy. You feel that electricity in your skin, or maybe there's a really kind of tingly feeling and we can have a deep emotional experience um, from listening to something that we can experience in our skin or just being touched in a certain way can provide that electric experience. So um, yeah, we can have orgasms in our skin. We can have orgasms using our breath and just getting so ecstatic with our breath and breath work. Um, we can have orgasms uh, connecting to our fantasies. So the mind, of course, they always say is like the biggest sexual organ that we have and dropping into the, our fantasies uh, without even touching ourselves physically can be a super big turn on. Yes, absolutely. It can. What's a, I don't know if I want to know this answer. What's a throat, or, throat orgasm? Okay, so I have not had a throat orgasm, but I do That's know. That's not what I'm picturing. Well, let me tell you, this is like deep throating. <laughs> no shit. And having an orgasm as a result. That's the polite way of saying. And then we were together and had a throat orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking sick. Well, listen, it's probably pretty awesome. Uh, not <laughs> happened to my like business it. card. Throat <laughs> orgasm specialist. <laughs> <laughs> I do blowies. <laughs> and then a sleep orgasm, which I think that I have had myself. Like, is that like when you're dreaming and like you get so turned on that like I have lots of dreams. And the weird thing is, is like I'll be getting it on with someone. And then in part of that dream, I'm dreaming that I'm trying to masturbate. Like it's two dreams in one because I'm like, I know this is a dream and I got to make it happen, but I can't rub one out because I'm in a dream. And then I wake up and realize I didn't move at all, but I'm super aroused. Yeah, exactly. Do you ever climax? I think that I have climaxed a couple of times. And I was yeah, like, so I, you know, sleep orgasms is probably one of my absolute faves. You can never, you can't you can't create a sleep orgasm. It happens completely in your subconscious, but every time it happens to me, it probably happens to me a few times a year. I wake up like, damn, that was amazing. I love sleep orgasms. I used to have all my dirty dreams when I'd have afternoon naps. I don't know why. Like I never had dirty dreams. Like when I was going to bed at night, it was, I just started noticing this pattern of like, and why am I dreaming about sex in the middle of the day when I'm having a fucking power nap? Jesus. So everyday power naps. Is that, <laughs> I you, know. you know what I'm up to now? If you text me and you're like, Oh, can we talk? I'm like, mm, Carla, it's really time for my nap. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's a great observation. The pandemic, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> so, how do we invite more and better orgasms into our life, especially since we just ripped through this giant list of them? Mm -hmm. So, a few things: um, breath, sound, and movement, which I know I've talked about before, are really, really key uh, to experiencing more like more frequent and better orgasms. So connecting with the breath, connected circular breathing, which um, I know I've talked about. So the inhale goes right into the exhale and without any pause, this really uh, increases a sense of aliveness becomes, we become much more receptive to feeling uh, finer and finer levels of sensation, which really can help us amplify the orgasmic feeling. 
And when we sound, uh, we're releasing tension in the throat. So we're relaxing the jaw and we're releasing tension in the pelvic floor. So the more energy that's flowing through our pelvic floor, the more likely we are to climax and movement, like just moving our bodies so that we can let go of tension and stress. And it, there's just something really magical that happens when those three things come together, breath, sound and movement to help us come into presence. So it allows us to be out of our minds and in our bodies. So I know particularly for women, and like I have been there many times, um, we can be multitasking during sex, especially at the beginning, we're thinking about a million other things, takes a long time to get things going um, because we're so in our heads. And so if we can remember that if we can combine breath, sound and movement together, that will help us get out of our minds and much more into our bodies and then much more um, you know, ready to come into an orgasmic state. Awesome. So this is a very true statement. What if I'm super reliant on my vibrator to orgasm and how can I experience a new way of climaxing? Yeah. So lots and lots of women. I'm lazy. I'm just like, let's get the battery up. Right. Lots of women are really reliant on their vibrators. Excuse me. And um, that's, you know, really typical. And the good news is, is that you can absolutely switch that. So The key is that we want to create what are really new neural orgasmic pathways. So what that's a fancy way of saying is like new ways for our brains, excuse me, all this talk of orgasm, I need to cry throat. She's having a throat (laughs) orgasm, you guys. (laughs) We want to create new pathways in our brain to be able to recognize new ways of having an orgasm. So this is actually really interesting. So let's say you're really reliant on your vibrator and you want to be able to start to have like a nipple orgasm. So you are masturbating with your vibrator and then you also concurrently, you can stimulate your breasts. And then when you're starting to get really aroused, you're going to stop the vibrator and just touch your breasts. When you notice your arousal start to go down, you go back to the vibrator. And then when it goes back up again, you stop the vibrator and you play with your breasts. And over time, what's going to happen is your brain's going to begin to associate climax with not just clitoral stimulation with your vibrator, but also with breast pleasure. And so eventually what will happen is you will get close to climax and you can just touch your breasts and you will climax. And it's like, you know, your brain is, it's so amazing. It can, it can change and learn new ways of doing things. So if we can associate different parts of our body with the orgasmic experience, and then begin to shift more towards that second experience, we can start to have like your brain in this example, eventually you can just stimulate your breasts and come because you've created that pathway that recognizes, oh yeah, when I play with my breasts, that leads to orgasm. This feels really good. And then that's what happens. So for a lot of people, they probably don't know this at home. Carla actually coaches women in a program called the body of the goddess, where I mean, like, yeah, what is it like? How many months is it? It's five months long. It's five months long and she's going to teach you how to get like super duper pleasure. Like she even gives dildos as well. <laughs> don't you like there's baskets you give to your students and then you, I don't know you, I can't explain it. I just make your shit look pretty. But I think like as a listener, I'd be like, how does Carla know all of this? And that's why. So maybe like give yourself a quick plug and then sign up for her goddamn class. It's amazing. Yeah. Thank you, Leah. So, um, I love teaching this work. I love uh, helping women experience more pleasure in their bodies. And the Body of the Goddess 
um, five month uh, a coaching experience is exactly that of learning how to connect with our bodies in new ways. We actually even do like sex magic practices once a month. And yes, you do get a crystal uh, glass dildo um, in your welcome package. So that's always so fun to create and send out to everybody. Yeah. And you can, what are you taking students now? You can sign up at carlawainwright.com. You can just reach out to me. So I'm just finishing up um, uh, a five month program this month and I'll be having the next one will be starting in September. And yeah. So if you're curious, reach out to me. I would love to tell you more. You know, and some people haven't had an orgasm and this class would be for you. Um, but in general, what can you say to those women right now who have not had an orgasm ever? You poor souls. Yeah. So first of all, just holding you in a, in a ton of compassion and um, understanding how frustrating that would be. And, um, you know, know that you are not alone if you're listening and you, you have difficulty having an orgasm or you haven't had one. Uh, there's about 15% of women who really struggle with that. But the good news is that the potential is always there. Like everyone is potentially orgasmic, everyone, right? Mm -hmm. You have it in your body, your body's designed for this. And there's ways that we can encourage uh, more pleasure. So the big thing is to, first of all, make pleasure the goal, not orgasm. So when mm -hmm. we, you know, we all know this, like if we have a goal that we're fighting against, then we can get so stressed out about it that we just, you know, it becomes something that we dread doing. And, you know, having an orgasmic practice or a pleasure practice should be really fun. So it's all about pleasure and orgasm is just a bonus. And if you find that if you can have that as your mindset, you'll be more likely to welcome orgasm Makes into your life. Makes sense. Yeah. More practice. Uh, interestingly, a lot of women, um, maybe not very experienced at self-pleasuring. And so it does take practice, right? So um, making time every week, <clears throat> a couple times a week to have a pleasure practice. You can experiment with different toys. Vibrators are really helpful. And there's so many like amazing sex toys out there. Get a recommendation from a friend. What do they like? Absolutely. And, yeah, try different things. Like not everyone's gonna like the same kind of vibrator. So, you know, invest in yourself, buy a few different things that, you know, you can play around with and see what really works for you. Um, also do something that feels relaxing beforehand. You know, we live with mountains of stress. Our, our life is so fast paced. So to go from like all the stuff immediately to self-pleasure, often we need a transition. So like take a bath, you know, um, light some candles, listen to some music, do a dance party, something that helps relax your body. Really, really helpful. I am a huge fan of erotica. Uh, mm -hmm. That might not be everyone's jam, but um, there's something about reading and then creating the uh, the erotic situation in your mind. Like, of course, right. there's pornography, um, but it's almost like we get flooded in our senses. And for some people, it can be overwhelming. So erotica is like you read it and then you imagine it. And that can really turn a lot of uh, people on. So I'm a huge fan of erotica. And I'm just going to give a shout out that, uh, you know, moment, moment of vulnerability here. I have like this super big thing for like Victorian erotica. I knew this was going to come up. I just fucking knew you were going to say Victorian. <laughs> I, there are like How so much did you go jerk off to Bridgerton after it was over? Yes. Like <laughs> but <laughs> that's one thing but actual erotica that was written in victorian times right. like in in this kind of crazy language and what they were into and i don't know like those stories are so hot and there's anthologies of them so anyway now you know like my little uh 
turn on secret, but flustered you guys, so you can see it right now. She's like, this needs to end so I can go read me a book. (laughs) (laughs) Now there's been moments in our lives where, you know, like you're getting it on with your partner and um, sometimes you just don't come. And apparently at some point, 80% of us women compared to 69% of men have faked an orgasm. Is that true? Apparently so. Who's writing these statistics? I'm sure I've done it, but I honestly can't. Like, I don't have a specific of like, oh, pulled one over on that guy and I deserve an Oscar. Like, just there's nothing that really comes to my mind. What about you? Uh yeah, I, you know, I did that when I was younger. I definitely don't do that now. I just call your like- husband in here, Marco. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't do that. I, yeah, I just feel like if it's not happening, it's not happening. And, not happening. Um, but you know, apparently women on the regular pretend to climax 37% of the time. Well, men only do that about 9% of the time. So what? Yeah, that's like more than a third of the time women are pretending to to orgasm. So everyone needs to listen to our episodes about the parts of the vagina then. And yeah, I know. And there's a there's like a few reasons why this happens. And it's kind of interesting. So the reasons why women tend to fake orgasms. The first is that it's more common if women think that their partner is going to cheat on them. So they Uh, feel like the orgasm might make them want to stay. You, uh, you powerful man, look what you did to me. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> you couldn't see Leah's face as she was making those sounds, but it was really the most disinterested <laughs> orgasm you could possibly imagine. <laughs> if I, <laughs> I can't even finish the sentence. That was me being, that was me faking the fake. Faking the fake. Oh, God. That's so good. Yeah. Harder. Uh, I'm almost there. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Okay. Moving on. So the uh, second reason is that um, some women feel pressured to orgasm to satisfy their partner. And I get this. Like, I think that most people, unless you're an asshole, are kind of vested in your partner's pleasure. Like, so if you're having sex, again, if you're like a decent human being, then your partner's experience in sex is kind of important. And most people do get pretty turned on by seeing the person they're with turned on and really experiencing pleasure. So if, um, you know, if you feel like you have to have an orgasm to satisfy your partner, then you're more likely to fake it. Of course, the the paradox of this is that usually your partner knows and it can be a really big turnoff. So like I know in my relationship, like that would be such a big turnoff to pretend that because it's so inauthentic and it would create such a separation between me and my partner. So I would never do that. And we've talked about that. Right. But yeah. And then this is a really interesting one. So the third reason, primary reason that women fake orgasms is that some women have hostile beliefs about their gender, like meaning that they reject feminism. So women who identify in that way, like who reject feminism and, you know, they, they don't feel good about being a woman, they tend to fake their orgasms more frequently. Mm-hmm. Well, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of sad. It is. Um, but-, but, you know, I just want to say that 
it's a real opportunity. Like if you don't climax regular or have an orgasm, like talk about it with your partner. It's like this amazing opportunity for communication. First of all, to say that, you know, I can really enjoy having sex with you and I don't need to come. Like I can still love sex and I, and I don't want to feel pressured to do that. I just, if it happens great, if it doesn't happen. So again, remembering that like pleasure is the goal, not orgasm. Right. And it allows you to have more communication and be really honest with one another and get out of this conditioning. Like it's, you know, when that movie came out, when Harry met Sally. Oh yeah. I'll have what she's having. Yeah. The big orgasm in the diner scene. I mean that at the time people were so shocked. Of course now we kind of just laugh about it, but everyone was shocked, but could laugh and relate to it because we're kind of conditioned to think like, that's what it's supposed to be. But challenge that assumption and, you know, create some more realness and intimacy with your partner by just managing those expectations and being real. Valid, valid points. I thought of another film moment. You're like, well, we've come, we've come past Harry Met Sally. And I think about the time that uh, in Sex in the City, when Samantha was uh, getting it on with a woman and was fe- and female ejaculated into the other woman's face. And it was like, <laughs> I remember that too. Yeah. <laughs> that was my next like moment in time for orgasms in film. And that was like huge. <laughs> Totally. So we want to know if you have any epic orgasm stories, feel free to share it with us. I mean, sharing is caring. You know, you're going to be accepted here. You can find us on our socials through the show notes. Um, yeah. And also, you know, who knows, maybe that'll replace my, my Victorian erotica. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now, now we're opening up the door to some really fucked up shit. Someone's like, oh my God, I've got to make a recording. I've got to send it to the radical sex witches. I will not be adding that to my spank bank, but Carla's all yours. Well, yeah, we'll see. We'll see. And then I just also want to finally say, like, if you're listening to this and you're just really feeling like you're having a tough time with any of this, you know, reach out to me and we can chat about it. And, um, you know, I really love making pleasure a priority in women's lives. And so, yeah, if, if any of this, you feel like you want to be more orgasmic or experience more pleasure. Yeah. Just let me know. Absolutely. You're the guru on all of that. So, yeah. And next time it's funny what we're talking about, what you do right now, because next episode, we're going to be stepping into the temple. And I'm just going to leave it at that. So you got to come back, you got to listen, or maybe you get Snoopy and look in our show notes and do some investigating. But until that time, I'm little Leah. And I'm Carla and we are the Radical Sex Witches and we will see you next time. Are you curious about how to liberate your inner witch and experience more pleasure, turn on and a deeper connection to life? Head over to EmbracingShaktiTemple.com to learn how you can shed old limiting expectations, beliefs, and patterns, and finally let yourself be guided by your inner feminine wisdom and magic.